somebody flipped a switch yeah. somewhere because that, that about blew my ear yeah. turn me down just a little bit there we go oh so anyway thanks for uh listening to swat radio wow i gotta kind of catch my breath out there <laughs> you know uh, it was the russians yeah it was the russians they are on a rampage right now yeah uh yeah so i am uh like i don't know if people are really watching uh the news seeing what's going on but uh, you better fill up your gas tanks yeah now. this gas stuff is serious folks mm-hmm. if you're in virginia mississippi florida georgia wherever uh this uh you might want to go make sure all your vehicles have gas in it and take your five gallons in there and get some mm-hmm. uh, uh, not to uh hoard but just to prepare because uh i think this uh this hit on this uh, Columbia is it Columbia pipeline uh, or colonial colonial think, pipeline? Yeah. yeah, colonial pipeline is uh, and they're they're I, I guess they don't want to create a stir, but uh, I mean there's already shortages uh, going on. Uh, you know this happened on Friday, um, and there's already shortage. Notably, I think North Carolina is under a state of emergency. Other states are as well. Last night, I don't know if it was any relation, but in in uh, McClinney, where I live, couldn't get gas. There was no gas. All the stations were empty. Um, so I don't know if it's better now cause I was already filled up, but yeah, that's something that, uh, you don't really think about, uh, how much you rely on, uh, gas until something like this happens. Well, right? and if you go to, uh, most of the news sites, you don't even see anything about it anymore. Yeah. And, 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 and some of them are saying, you know, talking about it as if it was something that's already done with, but as far as I can find, they haven't got the, the pipeline back online yet. And that, uh, the, uh, the company is saying they're hoping to get it by this weekend. So, I mean, and their site was down this morning because I guess they were that was part of the attack as well. Um, so you couldn't really get a whole lot of information uh, from there. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it is it, what is really interesting is that it not being talked about really at all, like you say. And I mean, there's a lot of other things going on right now. I mean, Iran, uh, they were uh antagonistic against some of our 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 uh our uh, military vessels in the strait of hormuz and then obviously yeah and that didn't even do do you know that didn't make hardly any news yeah i mean i went on four or five different news sites and i'm like why is this not in the news that's a pretty big deal yeah when our u.s ships fired 30 warning shots Mm mm-hmm from a ship yeah this is not like a pistol yeah. this is a ship uh-huh. you don't i mean they fired 30 warning shots at these iranian vessels and you can't find it you can find tim tebow uh, <laughs> yeah. possibly signed by the jaguars but you can't find anything about the u.s six ships firing 30 warning shots over in the straits of hormuz so uh I, I am just like, what's going on? Why is this? And why is the ransomware not being talked about? Yeah. The fact that not only was the ransomware uh, Russian-based uh, that uh, hurt the pipeline, but all this other stuff. And I'm I'm just going to tell you, being a former military guy, 
um, uh, in, 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 in any part of life, but especially in the military, if, if you've got an enemy, you crave a weak leader. Mm. Because a weak leader means that that there's no responses to different things or weak responses, and I'll, I'll just tell you, we do not have a strong leader in the White House right now, and that sends a terrible signal to the rest of the world. Uh, you can say what you want about a political affiliation; that doesn't matter. We're just talking about straight up leadership in the world, and the United States cannot afford to have weak leadership. Uh, we, we, we just, there's too many, uh, avenues of attack and, and we're seeing that, that mm-hmm. colonial, the, the colonial pipeline hit is like you said, we were talking before the program, that's an act of war. Yeah. You come in and you do that. And, um, there, and, and you know, it, the, like I said, the, the group is based out of Russia, but to think that Putin did not give the go ahead or was not aware of what was happening, I think is pretty naive as well. And, you know, the BBC ran a headline and said, oh, you know, this uh, group didn't mean to cause any harm. Like, are we really that type of people that we're just going to, oh, I guess that was just an accident. They just wanted to make some money or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't know. I'm, yeah, it's 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 really, uh, right now, with, with both the, uh, and I didn't see anything about the rockets over in Israel either. You yeah. don't see anything on... Uh, 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 new sites there except for to say that israel's to blame and they're genocidal racist you know uh, maniacs that's about all you've seen but yeah for the most part it's been pretty quiet on the ongoing attacks because you know it's it hasn't stopped or abated yet I, I think i saw something 20 minutes ago there was more rocket firing uh from uh hamas into israel so i, I will say this for cnn at least cnn um had something about Israel and the gas on there. Mm. You know, I'm, uh, they, they, you know, I don't know. I haven't read the articles, but at least you go to that site and you see it, but it's, it's down. Their top story is DA seeks death penalty against spa shooting suspect. You know, I mean, um, I, I mean that that's important. I'm not saying that, but when you got, uh, you know, right now we're going into summer and and I'll tell you what, if they hit those gasoline pipelines again, if they hit them with ransomware, people, if you're listening and you don't know what ransomware is, ransomware is where they hack into your system and they threaten either to expose data or to delete data if you don't pay a fine. And, uh, and apparently, uh, Taylor, you had sent me something before the program today about um, – them hitting uh, the Washington D.C. Uh, they got information. Was it the D.C. Police Department? Yeah. Uh, and so they they are negotiating right now to get a payment, and it wouldn't surprise me if they got the payment if somebody paid them. You don't pay people. Yeah, right. You don't pay mm-hmm. people. You go in and you make them pay uh, to make sure people don't do that again. But once you start paying. They're going to look for other avenues to come in and extort money. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, yeah, and you know, so you're seeing that in Iran. You're seeing that, you know, obviously with uh, the, these two Russia uh, attacks uh, are based out of Russia, and then obviously China has um, been doing what it's doing. And then I guess what what has come out kind of about COVID is that we as a country have been uh, we're facilitating research at the Wuhan lab, uh, particularly about gain of function research, which um, is concerning now 
uh, that that was whispers that have been out, you know, at least, at least since last year. But uh, Rand Paul brought that up actually in a in a hearing, so like it's becoming bigger news. So we got that those three things going on uh, externally. Well, he sna- he snapped at Fauci yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. I mean, like he or was it today? I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but he was being questioned and he didn't like. Yeah, he they yeah. got a little tension mm-hmm. going there, right? Yeah, but so you got that going on externally, but internally, I don't know if you saw, you know, what happened in uh in uh, uh Texas, there was a a BLM protest held up the street, um, you know, they had weapons and stuff and uh a pro- or a, a driver got out and like told him to get out of the way. There was cops there the whole time, didn't clear the road, but arrested the guy who told them to leave <laughs> and get out the road so he could drive. And I mean, it's just like wow, that's where we're where we're at as a country that we're, that we're not even upholding you know common decency, and yet taking big time attacks uh, and threatening measures against us and our allies uh, externally. I mean, how do how do we hope to you know function as a society if we're not gonna? Well, here's the thing: we 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 are right now, I think, in a, a downslide mm-hmm. and. Uh, I'm not sure where the stock market is right now, but it was down pretty bad this morning. Is it still down, Steve? Yeah, Steve is saying it's still down. Uh, but, hey, I know um, uh, there's also um, something really sad. We need to pray for the family of Tristan Bailey, who was a teenager who was stabbed mm. and killed this weekend by a 14-year-old boy. She was 13. Yeah, And, you know, I parents if you're listening to this one of the things that i've always tried to do with my girls is say you don't ever go away with a boy that i haven't met i haven't talked to um uh, and that's the reason i want to look a boy eye to eye and have a conversation with him um and you know today when you're teenagers you feel invincible you feel like you know you've got a pretty good handle on life and Mm -hmm. and nobody's gonna imagine a kid doing that but whatever happened it was really sad and we need to we need to pray uh for that family because that's just tragic Mm -hmm. right there for you know for both families this happened in saint john's um and she was uh apparently a, a student athlete and um and she she was at a sleepover, right? And then she you tried to get a friend to go out with her and go meet up with a couple of uh, boys, and and the friend didn't go, but she decided to go and was alone with uh, two boys. And one of them, I I, I don't know why. Uh, just uh, as far as the motive, I don't think has come out yet. But yeah, that's just a terrible tragedy, and I I couldn't imagine that. You know, especially I got a young daughter at home now, and it's just. Uh, well, it's it, here's the thing. Um, it, it's just tragic, and, and we need to pray for the family um, of Tristan Bailey. And, um, you know, I, I just uh, I can't imagine that yeah. phone call mm-hmm. or that, you know, thing. And it, w- it was really tragic. But, but educate your kids, inform them. And by the way, you're not to you're you know, you're not supposed to be their friend. You're supposed to be their parent. Yeah. And, and we live in a time where I think parents don't want to be the parent, but we need to be the parent, right? Yep. So, All right. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. 
That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. Look down from a broken sky, traced out by the city lights. My world from a mile high, best seat in the house tonight. Touchdown in the cold black top, hold on for the sudden stop. That is Give Me Your Eyes by Brandon Heath. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if if you are just joining us, we usually uh, take the first segment of the day to talk a little bit about the news of the day, what's been going on. Uh, And then sometimes it bleeds over into the second segment. Uh, It's uh, pretty bleak news uh, that we shared in the first segment today. Uh, But then after that, we start to move towards uh, what we're looking at in the Bible, and that is Acts chapter 7, verses 1 through 17 this week. If you missed um, yesterday, we talked, uh, opened up with that. So if you'd like to go back and listen, you can visit us at www.swatradio.com and click on the past programs link. There you can listen to our full catalog of programs, including this one about an hour or so after the program is finished. Again, that's www.swatradio.com. Well, you know, uh, again, our, our hearts go out to those parents and uh, just pray pray for uh, that family. It, it's just a tragic thing. It happens a lot. Uh, it, it, you you think it doesn't, but it's happened. it does happen quite a bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, as you and I were just talking about it, uh, especially you think about all the things that it's been a very hard year yeah. for, for teenagers mm-hmm. and um and this is why they need to be in school i mean this is why they need to be around people they need to be um there there's, there's just a lot of uh kids who have struggled with depression they've struggled with lack of social contact mm-hmm. substance and, abuse as a result oh yeah there is a lot of stuff going on out there and uh, we need to we just need to uh, really lift them up and, and pray, and uh, hopefully they're going to just open up all the schools. There's, I mean, we've been very blessed again. You know, pray for uh, Governor DeSantis. We've been very blessed to have mm-hmm. a governor that opened up our schools and that has uh, kept, uh, uh, I think, a lot more problems from happening by yeah. his leadership. He mm-hmm. is a strong leader here, and. Uh, you know, I can remember when he made some of the decisions he made last summer. People said he was a nut, said he was crazy. And, and look, all these other people around the country flocked to Florida. Why? Mm-hmm. Because the Floridians are doing well. I mean, you go to L.A., you go yeah. to New York, you go to Minnesota, 
You go to some of these other places, Pennsylvania, not so much. Uh, so um, continue to pray for uh, for Governor DeSantis and his leadership, and we need to pray for all our leaders. Pray for uh, President Biden. Pray that he will be a strong leader and not a weak leader. Weak leadership is terrible, uh, and it opens you up uh, to to really a lot of attacks. And whether they're computer attacks, you know, that's the, that is the way people are hacking in and they're trying mm-hmm. to hurt us today. Um, but we do need to pray for Israel. We need to pray for the peace of Israel. And, um, you know, you look right now, um, President, or not President, Prime Minister Netanyahu um, uh, was talking about all the stuff going on in the old city, Jerusalem, which I've been on the Temple Mount where I've been. And, uh, Caught fire the other day. Right? Uh, no, yeah. Um, and you know, um, Jerusalem day is a big Israeli holiday, uh, that basically commemorates the reunification of Jerusalem and establishment of Israeli control over the old city. The old city is a cool place, but this was after the six day war. Um, and, uh, but this, it happened alongside a Muslim night of power day. And uh, apparently that's kind of what sparked uh, some of the stuff going on. Palestinians threw rocks at them, and then Israeli police raided the mosque. So it was a back-and-forth, back-and-forth thing. But again, just to remind our listeners, this goes back. This is not something new. This goes back to what happens when you don't listen to God and trust in his promise, and you try to take matters in your own hands. And when Abraham did that, it created this mess Mm. with Hagar and uh and her son ishmael and isaac that that division has been there for thousands of years and uh, but one day there's going to be peace god says there will be peace one day when messiah comes again and um you know we're we're looking at stephen in the book of acts acts is a great book by the way i don't know um tonight i want to let people know at 9 p.m you can watch episode four of The Chosen. Uh, I got to see a sneak preview last night of it oh, with nice. my family. It was really, really good. Very well done. And uh, can't release the details of it. No spoilers here. No spoiler alerts. But it is amazing. They really do a good job on it. And uh, this has a very familiar Bible story in it. Uh but the way they they kind of tell the story and give you some insight into another disciple that joins a group is just really cool. Mm. And um, and so uh, nine o'clock tonight, nine p.m. Watch the Chosen season two, episode four. If you haven't seen the other ones, uh, you might could uh, I don't know between now and then you could probably binge watch season two, oh. episodes one, two, and three. Oh, season yeah, two, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. season two. Uh, but, uh, and you can see it on YouTube or Facebook tonight, uh, or the app. Uh, and I really encourage you to get the app. It's so easy to get the app and just play it through and it's high def. They do a great job. And, uh, Dallas Jenkins, who we've had on a couple of times as a guest has really done a good job with it. And, um, uh, and you really get an idea. One of the things I love about the program is you see a lot of Jewish culture, a lot of um, a lot of enfolding of the way they lived back then, 
and you know you'll see one of the feast uh, in in tonight's episode and if you don't understand their feast you can get a little understanding of this particular feast so uh, there were three feasts that the jewish men had to go to every year and uh, it, it, they they it was commanded by god and it wasn't an option didn't matter what was going on in your life you had to be at these three feasts one of them was the feast of harvest one of them was uh the feast of unleavened bread and one of them was the feast of booths or the feast of tabernacles or the you know uh so anyway um uh, i encourage you to watch it and uh i think you'll really be encouraged and maybe it'll it'll encourage you to pray for the peace of jerusalem too um and um maybe you can go over there with me sometime on a trip uh hey taylor you know uh, and as we look at acts chapter seven just a quick review this week we're looking um at what it means uh, to be a man fully surrendered the impact of a man fully surrendered this particular man's a man named stephen he's a guy who had been a believer for a relatively short period of time but he was a follower of God, but he wasn't inhabited by the Holy Spirit, obviously, until he heard the message of Jesus being the Messiah. And, you know, for most Americans, uh, people listening in Virginia or Mississippi or Florida, Georgia, or out west uh, through the app or the website, you know, we, we don't live every day kind of looking for the Messiah to return. But they did. For the Jewish people... Rome inhabited, imagine China inhabiting the United States, holding us as they're basically vassals. Mm. You know, uh, you couldn't go to the store without passing one of the soldiers and them demanding you, hey, give me some money, you know, or come take my bags for me. Yeah. I mean, we can't imagine that because we've grown up free and, and you, you would look at somebody and go, you're crazy. I'm not doing that. And, uh, they had no say in those kind of things. They had to pay taxes. Can you imagine catching fish and having to pay a tax or going over a bridge having to pay a tax? There were tax collectors everywhere that that were supported by the Rome to bring that money into Rome. And so they looked forward to Messiah restoring the glory of Israel. Because Israel, if you remember, if you go back to the Old Testament, after the promise was given to Abraham, it wasn't beginning to be realized until when? Until Joshua led the people in the promised land, and they marched around the walls of Jericho, and they go, whoa, God just took those walls down and gave them Jericho. And then they conquered nation after nation. The, you know, the Hittites, the Jebusites, which was Jerusalem, um, the Hivites, the Canaanites, they, they were conquering these people, or God was for them, and then all of a sudden they what get taken where uh you remember what happened i mean they they get taken into babylon because mm-hmm. of disobedience mm-hmm. and and they came back out of babylon to rebuild the temple because cyrus was a great uh gentile king who was going to let them do it um and nehemiah and ezra came back and they were rebuilding it but but this temple wasn't like the first temple where God wanted to, he had uh, Solomon build a temple and they wept when they saw the second one, because it wasn't like that. Mm. Um, 
King Herod came along and tried to build a temple and make it great, but King Herod was a pagan. I mean, he was he was a Edomite. He wasn't even Jewish. I mean, he was an Edomite, and um, he was appointed by Rome. And so, for them, they were looking forward to Messiah, and 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 they, most Jews would spend every day, every week, thinking, "When's Messiah coming? When's he?" Could? These are the things that they read in the Old Testament scriptures. So when Stephen hears Peter talking about these things that Jesus of Nazareth has done, he knows he's the one. And even though he had uh, never been inhabited by the Holy Spirit, the moment he received that word from Peter, the Spirit came in and baptized him, indwelled him, and he ended up laying his life down a few short weeks later. And uh, that's really what we've been looking at. And last week we looked at his characteristics um, uh, he was a man full of faith, a man full of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we we talked about each one of these, a man full of courage, full of grace, um, a man full of power. God used him to do miracles even though he was an apostle. He used him to preach even though he wasn't a prophet, and he used him to serve even though he wasn't a deacon. He enabled him to do all these things. And, and this week, he's brought before the council, and we're looking at his testimony against the charges that they made they said he blasphemed god blasphemed moses blasphemed the law and the temple and we're looking at this week his bold and biblical witness to them so we'll we'll have you read the text when we come back Um, all right so stick with us we will be back with more after the news we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors a store and window as well as a special thanks to our sponsors tom neal trucking and a special thanks to our sponsor jeff andrews of highway to eternity ministries if you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. And you can download our SWAT app in the App Store if you would like. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. SWAT Radio. That is David Crowder with All My Hope. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 7, verses 1 through 17 this week. Uh, If you missed any of the program so far and would like to go back and listen, in the second segment is when we got into Acts. In the first segment, we were talking a little bit about the news. You can visit us at www.swatradio.com. Again, www.swatradio.com and click on the past programs link. There you'll be able to find our full catalog of uh, episodes and you'll be able to find this program in about an hour or so. In an hour, because James Grimm does a great job. And he's right there on the dot. <laughs> yeah. An hour, huh? Okay. Yeah. I won't he, say or so anymore. <laughs> no, he's no, he he does a really good job. Yeah, he well, does. Well, listen, I before we went to the break, I, I was introducing the fact that there's four charges made against Stephen by the Sanhedrin and the false witnesses that he blasphemed God, blasphemed Moses, blasphemed the temple and the law. 
and that's back in Acts chapter 6. And, you know, Stephen, as he goes before them, uh, he he has an objective, and one of them is to share the gospel with them, to hook them into listening, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you go to share the gospel with somebody, one of the first things you want to do is build a bridge so they'll listen. If they, I mean, if they don't listen to you, it doesn't matter what you tell them. And so he starts where he knows their heart is. What was their charges? That you blaspheme Moses, the law, the temple, uh, and God. So where are all those things going to be addressed? And the history of Israel. So he goes back and starts with Abraham and unfolds the history. And by the way, one of the things that might be going on here that's kind of interesting to think about is Stephen was a Hellenistic Jew, which means he was not from Jerusalem or the Israel, the Palestinian area. He was from outside of that. And so there might have been a tendency for the Sanhedrin to look down on him as somebody who was outside of Israel. But he starts off with Abraham, who, guess what, was a pagan. And God, by his grace, called him and and he tells the story. We're going to read it. As a matter of fact, he said uh, in verse. Uh, he says in verse uh, two that the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he lived in Haran, and said, "Go out from your land and from your kindred and go into the land I will show you." And he went out from the land of the Chaldeans and lived in Haran. And after his father died, God removed him from there into this land in which you are now living. In other words, you know, you have roots of people that are from outside of Israel. So don't be looking down on me. He's not saying this, but he's starting with Abraham, and he lays out that Abraham was a pagan, and by God's grace he chose him. But let's go back to the very beginning. Verse 1 says, And the high priest said, Are these things so? He's talking about the charges made against him. And Stephen said, Brothers and fathers, hear me. So notice he uses terms of respect. Brothers meaning all the Jewish people there, and that's who he's talking to. And the fathers are the members of the Sanhedrin, which was a 70-member Supreme Court, if you will, of uh, Israel. Because Israel was a theocracy as far as their civil law, their ceremonial law, and their moral law. They were all lumped in together. And so, you know, he, he starts off with that term of respect. But then he says this, the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham. Now, that's an interesting title for God because that title is only used one time in the whole Old Testament, and it's in Psalm 29. And so when a title like that is very limited in its usage, most Jewish people would know that that's where they need to go. So I want you to read that text the whole psalm 29 because when stephen says the god of glory appeared to our father abraham he's taking them back to that text we don't think that we read the text and we just blow through it right but when he says that for them they go wait he's using that old testament name just like there's passages in the old testament that talk about god being jehovah nisi which is a banner uh, Jehovah Rapha, which is healer. Uh, Jehovah uh, Sidkenu, which is God is our righteousness. 
but he uses God of glory. And that would have taken them back to Psalm 29. So read Psalm 29 and listen to things that might be repeated in this, what the writer David might be saying about our great living God. All right. A Psalm of David. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders, the Lord over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon to skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare, and in his temple all cry glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. So, Taylor, as you were reading that, did you hear a phrase that was repeated through that text? The voice of the Lord. Hmm. So I wonder if Stephen might be talking about the voice of the Lord. Why is a voice important to an Israeli? Because God leads his people not by sight, but by his voice. The word Shema, which we say at SWAT, we say the Shema, and I say it every day with my kids, means to hear, uh, listen in a way that produces an action. It's not just to audibly hear, but it's to hear. What did God say when he said uh, to Peter, James, and John on the mountain, this is my son, what? Listen to him. Sheep are led by their voice. What does Jesus say in John 10? My sheep hear my voice, and they respond, they follow. Um, And so Stephen is taking them back to this psalm to say, hear the voice of the Lord. They're, they're saying he blasphemed God. He's saying, no, I'm going back to the God of glory. I'm telling you about this great God who chose our ancestor, our father, Abraham. And he tells them uh, that this great God is amazing. And I, I love this God. And what he's saying to them is the new covenant is not against the one true living God, but it's from the one true living God. Is there any connection then as well like you know it's talking about the voice of the lord but then also in john it talks about the word was god you know talking about christ being the word is there is the he word trying to, became flesh yeah. and dwelt among us is that something he's trying to i, I don't know there? that he's the i think the biggest thing he's saying is i heard the voice of the lord mm. and the voice of the lord says jesus of nazareth is messiah mm. and and so i'm responding to that and that is not counter to the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And so he goes on in verse 3, and he talks about Abraham, what God told him, go out from your land, go out into the land I will show you. Then he went out from the land of the Chaldeans and lived in Haran. Now, it's interesting that, now, Stephen is a man who knew knew his Bible, because most people here. When they hear the term heron, that means nothing for them. But 
Abraham's father was a guy named Terah, T-E-R-A-H. And he, he, his father had Abram, but he also had a son named Haran. You know whose Haran's son was? Haran's son was Lot. Now, Haran died, but he died before he got to the city of Haran. So when he went to this city, most likely that city was named after the dead son. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but, so he goes and he the father hangs out. It says the father was going to Canaan, but he stopped in Haran. Now, I find it interesting that in this chapter, it said God removed Abraham after his father died. It doesn't say he moved him. Before it says he told him to go and he into the land, and it says he went. But he says after his father died, God removed him from into this land, in which, and he said go from there into this land which you are now living. Um, so God removed Abraham and took him to this other place, and he gave him no inheritance in it, it says, verse 5, not even a foot's length, but promised to give it to him as a possession and to his offspring after him, though he had no child. So Stephen is being a bold witness here to go into the presence of the Sanhedrin. He is educating them, telling them about things from the Old Testament, and they're letting him go. I mean, this is a long sermon here, mm-hmm. and, this, uh, and so they're letting him speak because he's speaking about things important to them. And so uh, this phrase in here where it says, not even a foot's length, you won't find in the Old Testament. It's Stephen's exposition of the Old Testament. Mm. And what he's saying here is Abraham believed in the promise, not in the possession. For most Christians in America, we want the possession. Our faith is in, well, if God actually follows through with this, then I'll believe him. Abraham never saw the possession, really. He, it says he didn't even get a foot's length in it because it was never about the possession. It was about the promise. He had faith. Genesis 12, Genesis 13, Genesis 15, it was all about the promise. And it was the promise that God was going to give his ancestors this, and they would bless the, the rest of the world through it. And so verse 6 says, And God spoke to this effect that his offspring would be sojourners in a land belonging to others who would enslave them and afflict them for 400 years. Genesis 15, 13 lays that out. And so God is saying that your people, your ancestors are going to be enslaved for 400 years. So who's responsible for that slavery then? God. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't relieve Egypt for the mistreatment of his people, but God said, you're, you're going to be enslaved. For 400 years. It's not about an oppressor and an oppression, uh, you know, an oppressed. It's about God's unfolding plan. And as he lays that out, he tells them what's going to happen to those people that enslave them. And when we come back, we'll look at that as well. All right. We will be back with more after the break. We'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER and all of you who are listening online around the country or wherever you are in the world. And we also like to give a shout out to our local listeners here at 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. 
If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain that is Chainbreaker by Zach Williams. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 7, verses 1 through 17 this week, and that is what we're talking about today. If you'd like to join the discussion or if you have any questions, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. We will be sure to try and... Uh, get your questions answered if you uh, send us up there or if you call in i don't know how much doug's trying to get through today though i think we gotta make a no we're, we're no we're good if people want to call in with a question i'm uh, that's fine um you know i uh i was sharing with the guys at swat that when you um look at steven's life you know you don't hear a lot about steven because, like, if you go to the book of Daniel, you got Daniel 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. And, well, the whole book, actually, all the way, all 12 chapters are about him. But but there's a lot of information about things he does and mm-hmm. stuff. And Stephen, we don't hear a lot about what he does except for this chapter 7, which is his message before the Sanhedrin. And there's a couple of things I think you need to keep in mind about him one this is at least the fourth time that the sanhedrin has heard about jesus of nazareth being messiah once by jesus himself and two times by the apostles peter and john mm. and they've already heard the message and and yet god is so merciful he's bringing it back now through a what I call a third-generation believer. Because you had Jesus, who led the disciples, and then after he led the disciples, they led Stephen. And so he's a third-generation, right? And he's up there sharing this message, and he is taking them back to the time they were enslaved. And God said, you're going to be enslaved for 400 years. And But, he says, I will judge the nation they serve, said God. 
and after that they shall come out and worship me in this place. That's what the Jews were looking for with Messiah, for him to judge the Romans. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like he saw, talks about in Zechariah, you know, he will judge the enemies of Israel. And, and so when he's saying this, they're all in. They're listening to him, and they're going, okay, maybe this guy's not so bad. They don't say that. We don't hear any, what they respond, but they're letting him go, right? Because he is speaking to them in a way and speaking about the scriptures that these guys were supposed to safeguard, and they were supposed to be the messengers. But don't miss the fact of God's sovereignty in the enslavement of Israel by Egypt. You know, I think a lot of times we blow over stuff like that. And even if you look at our lives today and all the things we deal with today, and we forget how sovereign God is, and we make it about people. We make it about, you know, employers. We make it about leaders or people who, um, you know, whatever happens to us as God's children, we can rest assured that God is allowing things to happen for whatever reason he is. Uh, and he will take it and use it for his glory. And when you look at something as awful as slavery for 400 years, 430. And, you know, I was thinking about it. I'm going to teach about this this week. Cause we're looking at the second half. As you look at Moses, <clears throat> what happened when Moses, uh, this little teaser for next week, what happened when Moses uh, tried to deliver the people the first time? They weren't. They didn't want yeah. it. Mm-hmm. They said, who are you? Now, first of all, these people were slaves in Egypt. Moses was part of the royal family. Mm-hmm. And you didn't talk to somebody like that, but they did. That's that's how... Um, you know, I don't know what the right word would be, but they, they were just, they didn't want anything to do with it. And so what happened? So he went away for 40 years. So it almost makes you wonder if it would have come sooner mm. had they embraced him. Because he went away. He went in the desert, got married, you know, married uh, Zipporah, had two kids, then had the burning bush experience. And God said, nope, you're going back. And they'll listen to you because I'm going to do some signs. And so don't miss that about this enslavement. Oh, it says, God said, they're going to live in a land that belonging to others who would enslave them and afflict them for 400 years. Then he says, but I will judge the nation that they serve. And after that, they will come out and worship me in this place. So did God judge Egypt? Yeah. Yeah. 10 plagues, the firstborn, uh, when they tried to follow in the, the Red Sea, he, he wiped them out. And so we see in this text today, really, that Stephen was a bold witness to go up there and to lay this out to them um, because of who they were. These were the gatekeepers for the, for the you know, the word of God. And so what does he do? He starts laying out the word of God to them. And I think that takes some some courage uh, because, I mean, just imagine for a second, Taylor, that, that would be like you uh, when you were playing college football going to talk to the Jacksonville Jaguars about, about how to play football. I mean, think about that for a second. 
what are they going to think about you coming up and trying to tell them about the game of football? Mm, who's this? Yeah. And they're probably going to be more mad, like Anthony Johnson's son. Man, get get him out of here. Get both of them out of here. Yeah, so you see yeah. what I'm saying? So, you know, for him to go up there, we, we gloss over that. That these were the, it was like the Supreme Court. Uh, the Supreme Court of, of and they, they were well-versed in Torah, and he's going back to Torah, and he is laying out really quick, I mean, not really quick, but really thorough, that the new covenant is not against the one true living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel. I believe in that God, and I serve that God, and what I believe doesn't conflict, so your charge of blasphemy against God isn't true i love god and i'm listening to him the voice of the lord and uh and so he says i'm one of you god moved to abraham to israel and i'm one of you and it's about a promise not a possession so in fact before stephen died do you know he saw the glory of god it says over in 755 who else saw the glory of god only one other person that i know of really I guess you could count the disciples. They they saw Jesus glorified. Mm-hmm. But in the Old Testament, Moses. And so here, Stephen gets to see it uh, as well. So that's really um, verses 1 through 7, kind of looking at him being a bold witness, defending the faith, what he believes. And he's addressing this first charge of uh, really, you know, blaspheming God. And uh, when when we come back tomorrow, we're going to look at verses 8 through 17 and how he's a biblical witness to all this because he's talked about the Bible. But, man, he just goes through Abraham, and, and then he goes into Joseph, and he flips it on them um, because they're, they're buying in and they're listening to him right now. But tomorrow we're going to see how he actually indicts them. He actually lays out the charge of, of, about they're so into the fathers and and into their history and all that. And he says, no, our patriarchs rejected God's plan. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's a big statement, too. Yeah. Uh, and so um, he, he's going to lay that out tomorrow. So we're going to look at how he brings up Joseph and talks about all that tomorrow. Yeah, you know, when you were talking about just the first part, it, it kind of struck me. Obviously, he's, he hasn't got into, you know, the law in the temple yet but you know he's talking there was a time before the law and it kind of made me think of um, uh, Paul when he talks about a priest in the order of Melchizedek and so it kind of I mean it's not something that he's saying right here uh, you know outright but it just made me think about oh you know like the the place of the law and kind of how there was God before the law was there and God communed with his people as well Um, so you know it's just kind of different to think about the old covenant and the new covenant and then before the covenant um just was something that was on my mind while you were talking about that well you know this this text in act seven is one of the most detailed and concise histories of israel and and their relationship to god than any other part of scripture i mean it really is an amazing uh, sermon and um here he's a few weeks in the lord but he knew his word. He knew the Bible. So the challenge for us as men and women, if you're listening, is do we know the word? 
are we able to sit there and to talk about the unfolding plan of God? You know, I, uh, this is why when people make the statement, we don't need to know the Old Testament, it drives me up the wall. His whole point is how God was involved from the beginning with Abraham and unfolds it and brings it up to the point of where he says, you know what? We've been rejecting his plan all along. Mm. And Messiah's here now, and he's redeemed us, and we have a chance to be redeemed. Um, Why do you think people say that, by the way, about we don't need to know the Old Testament? Well, because people um, people want to just focus on a what I call a very man-centered gospel. Mm. Uh, they they just it's just what's in it for me. I just eternal life. It's yeah. just about me getting saved. Yeah, but yeah, because I, I wonder about that because you miss some of the characteristics and attributes. Um, you know, God, God, how He interacted throughout time, and you know, you see uh, more, you know, more about what He's done and who He is, and so I, it would just. I wonder if there's a reason behind that, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah, and if you go back and look, and we're going to see tomorrow how Joseph and then and next week Moses were shadows of Christ to come. Yeah. And they were rejected, and when they came back a second time, they delivered the people. So anyway, I hope, hope they'll join us tomorrow. All right, so make sure you tune in. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual